And then, and then, and then he had to do it again from scratch because he was using the wrong microphone. Oh. I mean, it's, it's just a drop-down menu. I, I don't, oh, no. I don't know what, I don't know how. I mean, people I don't, don't realize how hard it is to fake laugh twice in I a don't row. Know. But, I don't oh. know. I mean, I do it more than oh. that for certain people. Um, <laughs> He was just like, oh, oh yeah, uh, yes. please, please, please go away yes. now. Well, that's all right. That's all right, Matt. From uh, from next week, uh, you only have to have up to six people in one space with you at a time. So don't worry about it. Don't. Don't worry about fucking it. Fucking don't. <laughs> all I'm saying is that when I was driving home from work yesterday, uh, Breaking the Law came on um, my Spotify mix and I had a little internal chuckle while singing along. <laughs> It should really be the new- breaking the law in a uh, specific <laughs> and <laughs> narrow way, oh but yeah, there we go. Uh, hello, hey. everyone. This is the world we're living in, folks. This How are you is all the doing? world we live in. Oh! Uh, I wonder if that harmonized at the right time, considering the slight delay in, in <laughs> It definitely Skype. didn't. Good luck in the edit. I'm not um, fixing it. You can fuck right off. I wonder if we I wonder if we harmonized as well. No, I we didn't so. harmonize. Because I didn't really oh. sing, I just went, ah! Oh. Which is what I do internally most of the time, to be fair. It's what we um, do, folks, here on The Big Damn Cast. Nerdy news, geeky gossip, stuff to occupy your time, considering you're all going to be indoors again soon. My name is Chris. Just furlough everybody, please, for the love of Christ, Johnson. And now, my name is Matt. Walk without rhythm, and you won't attract the worm, Watson. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, well, oh. I think that's a little teaser. Have we got some emails this week? To, to uh, go we've got a, we've got, got a couple, couple of emails. emails nothing, uh, nothing uh, tectonic, meaty. Nothing meaty. Well, we'll get to the we'll get to the uh, the 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 meat free uh, or light, as it were, emails yeah. later on. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about something that completely ruined my weekend. Um, but first, you you teased it now, sir. I've teased it. You've teased it with your mind holes. I've teased um, it. Tell me, Don Miguel. Let's tell get it me out. of the, the Frank Herbert book Dune. Well, I think you and it's it's many many roads. You to know more the cinema. You know more about the Frank Herbert book Dune because I've never read the Frank Herbert book Dune by Frank Herbert. Only you I have read, read Frank Herbert's Frank Herbert's the book <clears throat> Dune by Frank Herbert. Frank I Herbert misheard novel. you then as Frank Perverts. Frank <laughs> Herbert. Perverts. Well, I don't know how pervert it is. I've never read it. I've only seen the bizarre 80s David Lynch version. Is it 81, the David Lynch version? With Kyle MacLachlan and Sting. I own it and I've not watched it. Where is you've it? You've never seen it? Oh, it's, it. I'm surprised that you've never seen it. 1984. Oh, the fuck is my, oh there it is. Some, yeah, I've got a David Lynch box set, uh, which I bought. Because I wanted Firewalk with me, and it was the cheapest way to get it at th- that time. The cheapest way to get it at that time was to buy a David Lynch DVD box set that was 15 quid. Um, it contains a multitude of treats, including Dune. Yes. Uh, I read I read Dune at the age of 13. I was just I was perusing the library in my high school, and I was like, that looks interesting. There's a giant fucking worm with loads of teeth on the front. I'm sold. Is it Beetlejuice? Is this a Beetlejuice book? It's not stripey. It isn't a stripey worm, but I'll read it. <laughs> And uh, I had to take it out. I think there was like a, a three-week limit in our high school library for taking stuff out. And I think I had to yeah. take it out three times. That doesn't surprise me. it's beefy. Me. 
It's a beefy book. It's a it's a big beefy boy. But also, I was thirteen, so I really was not prepared for June. No, <laughs> it's um like it was challenging to the point where my main retention of it, like you know, here we are, sixteen years later, is mm. that was big, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a big book. Like I can't, I can't recall too much about the contents. I can't recall certain things until the thing we're talking about. We're talking about now. Where some stuff made me go, oh shit, yeah, oh ah, I remember him. Oh, I know what that is, but yeah. So it's it's it it is a many a staple of a sci-fi library. Well, um, I can tell you, and, and has its fans. I mean, Christ, uh, uh, X, but sometimes still comic book girl nineteen. Uh, Danica has done like a massive series on it after wrapping up her Dark Phoenix like ongoing X Men documentaries. She's moved on to Dune. Mm. Uh, and it's many sequels? It's had a shitload, of Many it? sequels, including... Uh, it's, like, it's like The Wizard of Oz. It's like, oh, this one author writes this book, and then it's just going to continue whether the author's around or gives a shit about yeah. it or not. There's going to be more. Yeah. The, Her- the Herbert estate has continued to pump out Dune novels at a rate <laughs> of uh, uh, roughly 70 million words a minute. Um, you should watch the 84 David Lynch film. I'm not going to say it's good... Because I don't know if it is. All <laughs> I know, biased. all I know is that I liked it, and you should watch it because it's got Karen McLachlan, it's got Virginia Madsen, it's got Brad Dourif, it's got Linda Hunt, it's got Everett McGill, it's got Jack Nance, it's got Sean Phillips, it's got Jürgen Prochnow. It's got you Patrick's- had my curiosity. You had my curiosity at Karen McLachlan. You had my attention at Brad Dourif. You're it's- about to grab my attention by the testes. It's got Patrick Stewart. There we go. It's got the Sting. It's got Dean oh, Stockwell. Yeah, Sting's in it, isn't it? Yeah. It's got it's got the late Max von Sydow. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a hell of a yeah. well. And it's then, David Lynch. And then reprises film, so. the exact and then reprises the exact same role in um, Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. No, what? what? No, definitely mm. not. Definitely not. Uh, there was um, also a two thousands TV miniseries version of Dune with William Hurt. And then a sequel to that, a sequel miniseries, Children of Dune, which is currently on Amazon Prime UK, with uh, which also features Ian McNeese, Stephen Burkoff, and James McAvoy. And Susan Sarandon? What? <clears throat> what? <laughs> you know, Susan Sarandon. I'm so confused by all of this. Don't be confused. But yeah, don't ask me to tell you anything about Dune other than that... That David Lynch movie sure is a movie, because that's and pretty fear, much all I and know. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. Remember that. Iron Maiden wrote a song um, about Dune, and they asked, and they called up Frank Herbert to ask if they could call the song Dune, and Frank Herbert was like, "Nah, fuck off." So they called it to Tame a Land instead. <laughs> oh, fair enough. And it and it closes. Their 1983 album "Peace of Mind," which is a classic, and it's a great track. Hmm. What they should have done is bought shares in Spice for he who controls the spice controls the universe. Controls the universe. The spice must flow. Must flow. Yeah. Ah. This this version is by whom? Who's directed this? This bad boy? is directed by. Uh, v- Visionary director, uh, Denis Villeneuve, um, who 
Most recently, wowed us all with Blade Runner 2049, which I thought was fucking That explains excellent. it. Yeah, I was just saying um, to Matt before we recorded, dear And of course, Arrival. Like, I'll be honest, it looks... At, oh, of course, yeah. I was saying to Matt, it looks like... It doesn't look as weird as I'd imagine it to. It looks a little more glossy, but it, it sort of looks glossy with that eye of, no, but we are still going to tell the story. Mm. Kind of like Blade Runner 2049. Well, you've just confirmed exactly why it felt like it that. Looks, it's the same dude. It looks... It's Blade it Runner. It looks incredible. It looks incredible. And it's like just in 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 that trailer, you've got some amazing vistas and establishing shots. So many vistas. The, the 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 planet, the titular planet of Dune, or Arrakis, as it's as it's actually called, uh, but everyone calls it Dune, um, is just breathtaking, like expanse of sand. Um, another incredible fucking cast. Like, strong-ass beards. Yeah, headed up by um, Timothy Chalamet as uh, the young uh, Leto Atreides. Uh, not Leto, uh, Paul Atreides. Um, he, does, he doesn't have a beard, though. He's just no. bare-chinned. Leto Atreides uh, does have a beard, though, because that's... Um, that's... Whatchamacallim? Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. The wonderful... Mm. Yeah, here we got? We've got Rebecca Ferguson playing Lady Jessica. We've got um, Zendaya. She's not Michi. She's chan. She's chan it. Uh, damn, damn. Mm. <laughs> Jason Momoa being all Duncan Idaho up in that shit. Uh, yeah, with with two different facial hairstyles over the course of yes. the movie. It well, it takes yeah. place over a long time. Apparently, this is also only half of the adaptation of the first book. It's planned as two films. Oh shit! They're doing an it. Yes. Um, shit it to the bed. What else? Timothy Chalamet's Paul Atreides, Josh Brolin's Gurney Halleck. Uh, Dave Batista's in this. Oscar Isaac's in this. Stellan Skarsgård's Baron 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 Harkonnen. Mm. Fucking um, we got Javier Bardem all up in that shit. We got a hell of a cast, man. It's it's basically it's a hey people who may never have read Dune. You like these guys, right? Yeah, you like these. Come guys. and watch Dune. Uh, it, yeah. You like these motherfuckers? Come and watch Dune, motherfucker. Um, Come I, and see where effectively like elements of the sci-fi you know today were born. Yes, like like Dune has a huge influence on Forty K. Mm. I, mm. it, 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 things I can like, see that. Yeah, like the 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 sort of galaxy uh, universe spanning Imperium that only a certain class of people can navigate faster than light, and so they have a lot of. Like power, the concept of a god emperor, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, that all comes from that. Uh, not being able to use computers because of an AI uprising in the past. So, um, like a, 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 a simultaneously advanced and backwards level of technology. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. Um, and it's, it's just I, I've always f- fancied the Dune universe is intriguing, but just never never taken the plunge on that quite frankly brick of a book uh maybe now's the time well, go, listen, I mean, i'm a man out. i'm a man who's read some bricks in his time i'm a man i've read some i've well <laughs> listen listen i'm a man i thought that was the end of the statement i was I, like uh, i mean you're not wrong <laughs> i'm a man who's read some bricks in his time some good bricks some bad bricks some mediocre bricks 5 out of 10 probably wouldn't brick again but whether i've whether i've uh, 
read the brick that is Frank Herbert's Dune by Frank Herbert, I <laughs> am in for this film. It just looks breathtaking. And if it's anywhere it has- near as good as Blade Runner 2049, I'm room for a treat. That's that's the kicker. Like if it even touches the coattails yeah. of that movie and has some of that lovely um, goosebumps across your skin kind of ominousness that Arrival did so very well. Yeah, which then, the trailer's yeah. got shades of. To be fair, like there's just a yeah. yeah, there's a there's a mysticism to the trailer. Like there's a sense of law to it. There's, there's, a, there's a sense of air yeah. There's a sense of, of oh, look at this world. You're getting the barest taste of it, the teensiest little taste of the the rich sort of texture of this world. So come and see it. Come and see it. Come and come and see it. Come and join us. Come and join us when it's safe to go to the cinema. Yeah, don't forget your still suit. Uh, Me me and Keeks are contemplating venturing to the the view at the Lowry because it has single seats, single recliners. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, that's the, they've done all the screens there now. Yeah, because it used to be there. It used to be there when we were local to there. That was our go to. Yeah, and we would um, because it wasn't busy during the week. We would treat ourselves to the gold screen because yeah, that was, that was when they had like the one gold screen, and that was it was like uh, sort of like nine quid each mm. on a quiet weeknight for the the special recliner refillable popcorn scene. Yeah, we're like. That's that's pr- I mean that's pretty cheap now. Never mind yeah. like five six years ago. So we 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 tend to watch movies in those. And I heard recently, yeah, they closed a boatload of the screens, sold some of the space, and converted the rest to old recliners. Yeah, spread they're out all that. The, I saw Toy Story four in one of those screens Ooh. way back when that came out. So it's been like that for a while now. And uh, so we might we we're, we're still I'm, we're still sort of unsure of how comfortable we feel, but we're contemplating maybe going back to that one yeah. for for Bill and Ted when that comes out. Give us a give us a nudge cuz if we can if we can conveniently appear at the same building yeah. at the same time rather than actually We can't social, we can't travel we can't, together. We can't, we can't travel can't, together. We can't socialize with other households but we might be in the same building at the same time. Uh, be okay Which is weird. We're spending money to save the economy before it gets tanked by Brexit. <sighs> but anyway, um God damn it. <laughs> No, but do keep us posted on that because if we can coordinate, uh, uh, we can we can all take the risk together, and um, and all then complain about it yes. inevitably together when we all get home and go. It was fucking ridiculous how they they didn't do this and they didn't do that and people took their masks off and someone came over and pooed on my shoes. But well, um, you'll be glad to know my new workplace is very COVID safe, so that's good. Um, that's good. That's very, good. Very my house safe. apparently but, uh, is also very COVID safe. Uh, my car is COVID safe. Uh, so, um, speaking of economic, what, sir? Speaking of economic downturns, how do you feel the uh, presence of a uh, free-to-play like economy sits with the uh, full-priced single-player campaign-led nature of Marvel's Avengers for consoles everywhere? As long as you've got a PS4 or an Xbox One. Um, oh, we, are get- we are getting into this bitch. All right. All right. Oh my god. Oh God, we've only been going for 16 minutes. I know. That leaves us plenty of time to get into what's wrong with the Avengers. Sorry, Marvel's The Avengers. No, I'm sorry. We need to retitle this to Square Enix's The Avengers. Surely surely Square Enix's Marvel's The Avengers. No, no, no. See, the Marvel here on this case, you see that there? Oh, it's not Marvel. Yeah, okay. 
and the marble there on the spine, yeah? Yeah. Um, that is there because they want you to look at that and go, a seal of quality. A seal. I like those movies. <laughs> hey, hey, I enjoy hey. those movie films. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Marvel oh. is not necessarily a seal of quality. I'm putting that out there. How dare you? I've heard that they've cracked Ruby Tuesday and they're going to work a film out for her and everything. <laughs> and it's, um... Listen, it's just, I've you know, read it, 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 early it, X-Men. Like, Marvel <laughs> is not a seal of quality. Yeah, early X-Men, i.e. read the first five, get the gist, yeah. enjoy it, and then skip to... And then to skip to... Na- uh, X-Men super, didn't get good until 1974, size. 11 years after yeah. it was started. Uh, anyway, that's... I mean, to be that, fair, to be fair... To be fair, for about seven years of the period between the start and the second start, it was just repeats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so. Um, it when was they, so when they, they renumbered the issues, when they renumbered the issues, do they count the ones that were just repeats? Yes. Like, oh, that's because they me, count as seems... part of the original run. But when, in, true, obviously, but when they do also... collections, what they, they collect those issues, they don't <laughs> reprint those issues. So the masterworks mm. don't reprint those issues. They reprint all the new material. Then when it goes to reprints, they just have a compilation of the covers, and then they ghost. Right. Which is why the Marvel Masterworks X Men line is so much fucking shorter than all the other ones. Because <laughs> they... also why a lot of people will go, I don't get it. Book two, like book two or three, ends with like issue four, uh, issue hundred and whatever, and then book three starts with issue three hundred and something. What am I missing? Where where are they? Where They've are they? Gone. Marvel? Release the original run. Um, and they all, they all went with Troughton's Who and, and Shergar. They all went missing. <laughs> That's uh, a joke that like 5% of the people listening to me. this will vaguely get. And I'm proud. Well, so, Troughton's Who at least Marvel... will pop up on BritBox eventually. Um, so... That's true. So you see this Marvel label here on the cases. It's clear that yeah. you go like the films, like the movie films. Well, like Avengers um, isn't enough of a thing to make you go, oh, like the movie films. Well, yes, but no, because the thing is, when Insomniac and Sony released Spider-Man to the PS4 in 2018... Sorry, Marvel Spider-Man. Well, that's the thing. It was called Spider-Man, but when you search for it to stream on, when you search for it to watch streams of, when you search for Let's Plays, it's all under Marvel's Spider-Man. Yet the title is just Marvel, Spider-Man, Marvel logo, Spider-Man. But that worked. That game. The was apostrophe a S is success. implied by the red box. It's a new textual format. I don't accept it. That uh, as a man who's <laughs> no, as, I know. As a that... man, as a man whose name is Chris, and people tell me constantly where what? I should put my apostrophe. I I do not accept invisible apostrophes and S's. I know Matt just raised his eyebrows and gave a surprised face. I knew he fucking would. You'd never, you dirty boy. You'd never show me where you put your apostrophe. Where? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that. Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man or Spider-Man had a single player campaign. That's all it was. It, it was a third person action um, oriented uh, uh, with occasional stealth mechanics and, and, and role player elements. Um, uh, it was a big sprawling open world. It was a story campaign told over an 18 hour span complete with more side quests to expand it to a near 40 hour experience if you do absolutely everything and that's not counting just farting around in it and playing around with the different costumes which you do often because it's fun abilities. to play yeah like, I've finished it three times over and yet here I am occasionally just dropping into New York to swing around and fight crime because it's just because, a fun yeah. control scheme they made Spider-Man fun you know yeah, that that's which, a, a know. possible thing that people seem to struggle with yeah but they did uh, it 
they did it they did it and and it worked really well and uh, you know it it was it's one thing you buy it you've got it if you want some more there's a dlc three episode expansion that gives you another again if you play everything in it another 15 plus hours of gameplay just a level touched Actually. And based on if you get it in sale or, or normal price, it's anywhere between like eight ninety nine and you can't get it in sale. There's no game shops in sale. There was only there was only a, a Granger's and they're shut now. Maybe a Green Alches? Did they not have a Green Alches? They have a Green Alches, but Green Alches isn't a game store, is it? Everyone's third favorite type of sausage roll. You don't remember um, Granger Games? Barely. I barely remember what the Central Manchester looked like at this point. Yeah, well, I don't understand yeah. what's happening. But they they made it, and, and it's like, here's a complete thing, and if you really love it, here's a mini-sequel that you can download and play a bit more of. And it'll get you a couple more suits in that sequel, uh, but you still have to unlock them. The DLC, yeah. each DLC chapter comes with three suits, and to unlock all three, you have to complete the DLC. Like, they just uh, uh, unlocked as you play. Um... Like I think one one unlocks at like the halfway point of each chapter, one unlocks at the end, and one unlocks if you do all the side missions. So it's you know it's a hey superhero story. Spider Man's got a large history; he's got loads of costumes. You can unlock all of them just by playing the game. And not only that, we're going to chuck a few free ones out every now and again. Far from Home just came out. Here's two costumes from that movie. It's Christmas 2018. The game sold really well. Here's the Sam Raimi movie costume. Like you know they just dished out goodies continuously close to my heart um (laughs) Uh, oh don't i love it if i love i love it and if you're in the nighttime setting and you're just going for a swing shift beating up bad guys i just put i just stick on the night monkey costume they call it the stealth suit but come on it's night monkey Monkey. and it immediately improves the experience tenfold um so great game fantastic game um Marvel's Avengers, or Square Enix's Avengers, because Crystal Dynamics made it, but Square Enix published it, they set a release date, they moved the release date slightly, and they made all the decisions that led to Crystal Dynamics doing what they have done to the game. Um, Advertises itself, as you can see here on the back of the box, advertises itself as a two-part experience. It's an original story mode, and an ever-changing... series of online multiplayer online multiplayer missions so like coke and so, new coke yeah play an original avengers story and assemble online in teams of up to four players that's what it says on the back so that to me says all right online multiplayer stuff sure campaign sure sure these are characters from a comic book these are characters that are now known massively throughout the world even more so than they ever had been before because of big blockbuster motion pictures they get continuous cartoon series people walk around wearing t-shirts with freaking thor on now and i still i still get a kick whenever i see like a kid walking around in a thor t-shirt i'm like this is mad this is absolutely nuts i remember me being a kid and having vague knowledge of this character i was me being in my teens and like liking him but not really into it yet and me being in my late teens and a certain person saying hey have you read the jms run yet and then that was it like and thanks to you i became a thor fan hey like that got me into thor so to see young kids with thor on a t-shirt nowadays i'm like this is amazing this is not to see i was i was stowing today and in one of the bins that went past there was just a little Mjolnir, a little plastic Mjolnir there. Little Mjolnir. 
sticking like, out. There are there are there are kids who play with Mjolnirs now. Like it's this is where we're at. There kids are children... play with Mjolnirs. It's normalized. <laughs> you don't get hairy palms. <laughs> and the Lord won't judge. No, uh, Odin will. But the Lord won't. That's because Odin's a cunt. <laughs> Imagine if they got it for Christmas, they opened up the wrapping paper, and then they grabbed it to pull out the box and they couldn't lift it. <laughs> um, like, double heartbroken. Um, so, it's a the trick. Parents like, <laughs> the parents are like, we need to put them up for adoption, yeah. like, right now. <laughs> so, you know, we, but we're in a world where people know Hawkeye, and they love Hawkeye. We're in a world where, in the cinema last year, Scarlet Witch rocked up in a scene to fight the bad guy, and people audibly in the screening I was in went, Woo! Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Like, and, and some of our younger listeners might be like, yeah, obviously. And we're like, no, you don't get it. We come from a time <laughs> where, like, basically, if you weren't four of the X-Men, Spider-Man, and maybe maybe for just the sake of recognition, Captain America, Hulk at a push, you, you people didn't recognize these characters or, or talk about them, didn't know who they were, didn't wear them on clothing, like, it was a very ha- small handful of characters from this company that were being like celebrated by the mainstream. So the fact that this is the first mainstream release of a triple mm. A video game starring these characters since the the MCU has become a pop culture phenomenon. Because again, there have been there's only been a couple of games with Avengers in the title. Yeah, there's been a fair few Marvel games with the Avengers in it, um, but they're not the selling point of the game. They're just one of the things in it. Um, this is the first time where they've just gone, hey, this video game, motherfuckers, is called Avengers. Buy it yeah. now. Well, the first one that made it to release. Yeah, well, yes, because back in 2012, footage leaked of a first-person co-op um, game yes. uh, where you played as Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, or Hulk. And some of the footage came out, I believe, of Thor and Hulk. Because I remember yeah, I big so. green fists. like in, Just as first-person doesn't work, but... If it had been like a like a Jumanji, like a Sony tie-in game where they, they just put it on the store and it's 20 quid and it's a fun co-op to play local, I'd be like, yeah, sure, mm. fair enough, whatever. Um, but this is, this, is, this is the biggie. This is the biggie. This is, you know, uh, Square Enix releasing a new Crystal Dynamics game. The teams who brought you um, freaking the Tomb Raider reboot. Like the, the previous three games that this company and this combo have put out are the, ah, the yes. Tomb Raider games. The well-loved Tomb Raider reboot. But that's it's the thing. Not controversial at all. Well, that's the thing. As a, as far as like the the blanket reception to the Tomb Raider reboot has been, overall, it's been received positively. Like people have gone, yeah, these are great, great action games. Like it's great to have Lara back. It's like it's not the same Lara, is it? She's boring in comparison, but whatever. Um, you know, my my wife who loves the Tomb Raider series, doesn't like this Lara, but has still played all three of these games because she's like, I want to give it a try. Mm. It's satisfying. I'm a big fan of Uncharted and this kind of feels like that again. I've always I've always I've always described the new Tomb Raiders as they're sort of like if if Uncharted and Far Cry had a baby. That's <laughs> kind of what they are. And um whenever I've watched Lucy play, like say recently she was playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh no uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um I look at it and I go, yeah, the gameplay looks fun, but the performances are shit, <laughs> and the script's a bit shit. <laughs> okay, all right. So when I found out that this team were working on Avengers, I was a little, I was a little skeptical. Yeah. 
And then we saw the first trailers last year when they started putting trailers out. Trailers which, if you watch... Oh, my God. If you watch that launch trailer now and then watch a more recent trailer... I don't think I've got the strength, mate. It's terrifying because Hulk looks different. Cap looks different. Widow looks very different. Thor looks super fucking different. Helmetless Tony, incredibly different. It's really, really weird. And you could postulate that what happened is the trailer came out and the the main reaction to it was, this looks a bit uncanny. Like there, There are these people who keep getting it confused and saying, I guess they can get the actor's likeness rights they're not making a tie into the films yeah. i think that's what I think they, they never they never were disappointed were. by that as well like for right yeah. or wrong i think it's what a lot of people wanted yeah i mean they could have they could have avoided that a little on the surface just by maybe casting a couple of avengers differently yeah because the only different the only difference from the starting lineup of the avengers in this and the mcu is hawkeye's not in it although when you're in the chimera the the helicarrier that features in the game uh, there are six quarters, sorry, uh, seven quarters uh, for for the onboard Avengers team to use and sleep mm-hmm. in and everything. And the one that's locked that you can't get into um, has like the feathered uh, end of an arrow symbol on the door. So it's uh, like, okay. So the... Oh, so, so Clint was a core member of this team. And I guess later we'll find out whatever that's about. But it's like, okay, mm. sure. Um, but... Uh, so so they were never meant to look like the actors because they're not meant to be those versions of the characters fine sure mm. but the backlash was also like this is odd like nat and steve's facial proportions look weird thor's hair looks shit like it looks like an early ps3 render of wavy hair like what is going on apart from that it looks kind of fun we guess but eh. then more trailers came out and the story started to be illuminated. Um, an event goes horribly wrong. Five years later, the Avengers were blamed for the event. They've all disbanded. That's the plot. Later on, we got some good news. And I remember us covering this on the show. The person who's going to try and get them back together is Kamala Khan. Yay! Ms. Marvel. Like, massively popular hero. Debuted in 2013, I think. Yeah. Um, 2013, 2014. Like, it was part of the, part of the second Marvel Now stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... In fact, she might have been uh, all different, all new, all different. But but around about that era. Yeah, possibly. Um, Whenever Inhumanity was, because that's what she came out of. She's that rare... Yeah, she's that rare thing in a video game protagonist in that she's not white. Um, Yes. Fucking finally. And it's played by Sandra Saad, who does an amazing job. And I'm just going to say this from the very top before I even get into the game. Kamala's the best thing about the game in terms of the story Uh, mode. generally what I've heard, yeah. She has one of the best control schemes. Uh, she's the most endearing. Her interactions with her father in the story mode and the, the, the actual sort of scripted scenes are wonderful. Uh, the, the gentleman who plays her father is, is wonderful. Like, they play off each other incredibly well through these effectively CGI costumes. Um, Good. She's great. Her control scheme is fun. Her enthusiasm and fangirlish like, reactions to the world of the Avengers is great because... We are in a culture now where kids are walking around with Thor t-shirts and Mjolnir's are being delivered. And, you yeah, know, like, yeah. So Kamala is every youngster or every sort of fan like us who's grown up with this stuff who is now reveling in, oh my God, every other people are learning about these things. Other people are seeing these things we've always loved and they like them too. This is really cool. That nice little feeling yeah. of validation 
and and shared joy over 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 a fictional silly thing. Um, Kamala is great. But we still kind of felt a bit iffy on the story. Uh, as recently as the um, uh, beta a few weeks back, which we talked yeah. about on the podcast, I noted that the story kind of feels like they've taken elements of the Marvel comic book Civil War. Yeah. They've taken um, huge inspiration from the events of Watchmen. And as some of my Twitch chat pointed out, the Incredibles, which in itself is kind of taking a, a yeah, it takes, Watchmen, it takes but... a surprising amount of elements from Watchmen, actually. Yeah, and also, um, <sighs> I'm just gonna start. It's dog shit. It's really, really bad. Um, <laughs> let's start with the first of the two story. The first of the two <laughs> options. Let's start with the first of the two options on offer, shall we? So, okay. Story mode. Uh, uh, a day. It's a big convention. The Avengers are getting their own helicarrier. It's called the Chimera. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we knew all San this, Francisco. Didn't we, didn't we? Oh yeah, but they're, they're yeah. in San Francisco to present. There's also a new energy source that Stark Industries is going to unleash. They've got hold oh. of. Uh, just so you know, they never explain any of these things. They no. talk about them no, as though no, no. the viewer definitely knows what they are. Yeah. Um, like Stark Industries have got hold of ter- a Terrigen crystal, and they're going to use it as an energy source that'll be unlimited energy for everybody. I'm squinting, then, by the way. I know this yeah. is not your podcast, but I think that's important. To know. <laughs> they could hear it. A terrorist cell led by Taskmaster shows up and um, uses a bunch of new Stark tech weaponry uh, that Stark was making for the military, because I guess in this universe he still does that. Um, to take everything down, destroy the Golden mm. Gate Bridge. And then on board the Chimera, after they get everybody at this convention, including uh, Kamala and her father, who are there because she won a fanfiction competition to meet the Avengers. She's like 12 in this cutscene. Um, as soon as everyone's off, Cap seemingly goes down with the helicarrier. Spoilers, by the way. There will be spoilers for the story because I need to rip into this bitch. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, Cap goes down with the helicarrier. The helicarrier crashes. Uh, an explosion is set off by the Terrigen Crystal within... The, uh, the helicarrier and uh, thousands of people are wiped out in San Francisco. Yeah, thousands die. So yeah. civil war, civil yeah. war event. Yeah, yeah. We cut to five years ahead of time, and George Tarleton, the uh, scientist who was in charge of the project with Stark, I know that name. Up, he has now founded his own company that has absorbed Stark Industries, called Advanced Idea Mechanics. Yeah. Although at no point, to my recollection, does anyone say that they're just called AIM. They're cool. just called AIM. Um, cool. But, you know, AIM are there, and they've taken over, and the Avengers disbanded. But Kamala Khan is now older. She's secretly harboring superpowers because thousands of people on the uh, east coast, uh, the west coast of America were imbued uh, with superpowers. The Terrigen crystals shattered. The Terrigen mist filled the streets. They all cocooned like bloody Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And then they emerged with powers. And the game very quickly, in a lazily animated news report cutscene, uh, shows that some people have either got powers that are out of control and they can't, they don't know what to do, and some people have already got a handle on them and just and are just looting and rioting and causing havoc. Is this something um, that comes to play later in the game? Well, the Terrigen Mists. The the idea that some people have powers that they can't control. Uh, no, oh. because th- we don't see any of this. We just see flashes of it in this news report, and then we okay. learn that Aim cool. have been, Aim have been taking in people with powers to help. Do you, do, you, do you fight any of those people with powers? Nope. So we also we also at no point are explicitly told that Taskmaster was hired to kickstart this chain of events because here's the thing. 
Um, George Charlton man- manages to get hold of Kamala Khan uh, to try and convince her, like, you know, to come with us. Like, we're going to try and cure you. We're going to try and make you better. Meanwhile, he- he- not only is he alive, he doesn't look like his holograms or billboards. His head is starting to swell. He's got a little kind of metallic crown around his scalp that's glowing and he's moving little robotic things around with his mind for a laugh like on the car seat while he's talking to her he's accompanied by a scientist called uh monica i can't remember her surname now it might be rambici i'm not sure but um she's not important she's not original character from the comics she's here because eventually she becomes the scientist supreme anyway um they're like we're gonna we're gonna help cure you kamala kamala's like i don't want to be cured because secretly she and a few others over the last few years have been looking for evidence that the explosion on A-Day was some form of cover-up. Mm. Um, there are a bunch of kids who believe that, like, this is... Th- there's something more Oh, my God, is it the here. Teen Brigade? No, I wish. Oh. We don't meet any of these other kids. Uh, Kamala's oh! being talked to... Kamala's being talked to by a hacker when she gets hold of some AIM stuff, including CCTV footage from the Chimera of uh, Tarleton apparently locking Cap in the Crystal's control room as the Chimera is going down. Because Captain America's dead. Um, uh, Monica Rappuccini. Monica Rappuccini. She yes. is from the comics. Is she? Yeah. Is she is she an AIM character? Or is she yes, someone she else? is the Scientist Supreme. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, so, um, yeah, so so Kamala um, is approached by Tarleton. Uh, having discovered this stuff, there's an online user called Tiny Dancer who keeps like trying to send her information and this, that, and the other. Um, she gets away from Tarleton and eventually manages to find her way uh, into the company of Bruce Banner and is like well she finds herself to the Chimera and then gets chased by the Hulk in one of the few kind of interesting set pieces in the game there's a few little set pieces where motion happens and it's like oh this is exciting like Kamala being chased through the helicarrier that's crashed in the middle of the desert by the Hulk is like oh god this is tense mm. this is interesting um, she gets chased by the Hulk she finds out after he turns back to Banner because she found Cap's shield in the middle of the wreckage and she picked it up and the Hulk doesn't like her moving anything doesn't like her playing with uh stuff that is sentimental banner's been living in the chimera for a few years he's only turned back to banner a couple of times in that time um and the only reason he can figure is because even though he's upset by what happened especially because bruce essentially condemned all superheroes by saying yes we could have prevented this we should have prevented this we were in the wrong at the public hearings the hulk is actually even more upset about the death of cap that's an interesting idea. Hmm. They never explore it. So uh, they set it up and then they never go anywhere with it. I've seen a pattern developing. They go and find Tony who's living in essentially the Stark like ancestors estate in the middle of us. Do, do, nowhere do, in the do desert. we have to do this beat by beat because it's going to take forever? No, I'll, I'll fly. I'll fly through. They get Tony. Okay. We learn that Nat has been working undercover uh, at AIM for the last three years ish. Uh, feeding information back and getting it to the hackers under the code name Tiny Dancer, which you kind of piece together is named. Everyone keeps making Elton John jokes, but it seems like it's named after the a little ballet dancer in her music box that's in her quarters. So it's like, okay. Um, she's also been on their payroll and she brags about the fact that Abe have been paying her for years to essentially leak secrets uh, to destroy them. So it's like, that's quite fun. Um, so Tony and Banner have tensions because Tony's pissed off that Banner essentially condemned them all. Uh, la 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 la. They're getting together. They're slowly, <laughs> they're slowly gathering more shield, ex shield agents together. Fury has apparently died or gone missing, and Maria Hill is secretly trying to keep shield together. And 
More people arrive at the Chimera. And over the course of the campaign, it goes from being stuck in the desert to being cleaned up slowly but surely and eventually f in flight again. Mm -hmm. Because AIM are going to present to the world this brand new uh, energy source that they're coming up with. Five years on, you should all come to fucking uh, San Francisco or New York or wherever the finale is, I can't bleed remember, to come and see it. And um, One of these fucking places. In this... In this time, you fight a shitload of robots, and they're all boring as fuck. Uh, you also briefly fight Abomination. You fight yeah. Taskmaster and Abomination in the first hour and a half of gameplay. They are two of only three supervillains in the whole game, and that's the only time you fight them in the campaign. Um, there are three more bosses after them before you get to another supervillain, and those bosses are all variations of mech. So, fun, exciting. Mm. Game featuring multiple Is superheroes. It? We don't need a lot of supervillains, apparently. Um... That shit starts to go down on the Chimera, robots attack the Chimera, and Thor shows up for the first time in forever because his place of work, which is implied to be a coffee shop, is nearly destroyed. He rocks up in a t-shirt with logo on the back and a little name tag that says, Hello, my name is Donald. And he fights the robots, and he's kind of inconsequential. The other three previous Avengers, it feels earned meeting them. Thor, it doesn't fucking matter. He just shows up and joins the fight. Sure. sure and then sure, we sure. learn... They interrogate Monica in a scene where she's interrogated in the Hulk's cell in the helicarrier and then is rescued by an assault from a bunch of fighter jets containing AIM robots. So basically the second act of the Avengers movie from 2012, but with Monica instead of Loki. Uh, she's been slowly feeding Tarleton a cure to try and stave off his infection. Um, but it's been mutating him further and now he's on a floating metal mechanical chair and his head's getting larger and larger and it's fucking MODOK. It's, it's MODOK. It's, it's MODOK. It's original MODOK. It's George Tarleton. It's original MODOK. Sure. And he's pissed off at her and he injects her with chemicals to kill her because he's like, I hate you. Um, so we go and find out where this cure is that's being given to him for reasons. And it's in a satellite above the earth. And Tony goes there and finds dun, 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 on stasis hooked up to a shitload of tubes Captain America who's been here for five years and his blood's been creating a supposed cure for Tarleton. Why? We don't know. Why does Tarleton want to get rid of the Inhumans, but Monica wants to keep them? We don't really know. They feed us all these fucking files to read and listen to, and it still doesn't really give us much other than Monica and Bruce were dating very briefly, so he feels betrayed uh, for that. I just... Uh... So Cap joins the fight, and then we come back down, and Cap's like, the only reason I destroyed the crystal was because it was pulling something up from underneath the earth that could have destroyed all of San Francisco. I couldn't take the chance. And they're like, yeah, but you still killed thousands of people. And then like one line of dialogue, he's like, I'll have to live with what I did. And then they move on. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, cool. We get to the finale, big fight on a name base. The only really fun piece of uh, gameplay where you actually feel like you're fighting is the Avengers, because guess what? You are fighting as the Avengers. You are now six superheroes all working together in a common, towards a common goal over a mission, including the final boss fight, which has a section for each and every one of them that feels satisfying and like you're getting to use their unique skill sets whilst fighting alongside your teammates. You fight MODOK. Tough boss fight, interesting, genuinely quite fun, very creative, requires you to use everybody's unique power sets and control schemes. Mm. Um, MODOK uh, uses whatever he's got in his machines to summon whatever it was that was under the ground. And what arises, with no prior mention, no prior warning, and no explanation, a Cree sentry. It's kaiju-sized. Okay. It, like, it, it looks more like a sentinel than a sentry. 
Like it's I got mean, the face the, with the with the lines on it, and it's a deep purple and grey and black, and it's not really the the squat like you know light up chest robotic face that the sentries are. It looks more like a sentinel flat out. It's really weird. I mean, the sentry um, design has been a bit more fluid than sentinels have over the years in the comics. So so whatever. why not design it from scratch? They've designed all the costumes from scratch to middling effect. But yeah. uh, Modok climbs into its head and pilots it and. This and the other, and then you get a really satisfying ending where Kamala sees everyone's going to die. And she's like, "Fuck this noise!" She grows to the size of a skyscraper, and w- through one of those, you know, interesting. I don't mind it being a QTE because it's sort of an emotional action beat climax to the story moment. You beat the shit out of a Kree sentry whilst you're the size of a skyscraper as Kamala Khan, which is very cool. Uh, she faints. The day save. Modok falls into the ocean. And the Avengers are like, we're back. We're going to have to win the public trust over piece by piece. And S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to help us. And then they drop Kamala off home. And her dad gives her a hug and clearly knows what's been going on and tells her she's grounded till she's like 38. But she's allowed to go on her secret field trips. And it's like, oh, he knows! And then it ends. And then we get two post-credit scenes where uh, Monica's alive. And it's suggested very lazily and to the point where I had to Wikipedia what the fuck it meant. Uh, that she used an inhuman who could clone things, clone themselves to maybe clone herself at some point. So the one that was killed by MODOK was a clone, and now she's the scientist supreme, and they're going to keep studying. And there's another post-credit scene where the um, Kree sentry lying in the Bay of San Francisco cracks open, and a pod shoots up into space. Good luck getting that sequel, you shits. Uh, please ask me individual questions so I can spell out my rage on what doesn't and what doesn't what doesn't what does not work throughout this. Just hit me, hit me, hit me. Come on, because I'm th- just gonna be, I'm just gonna rant. I think you've made it fairly succinct. It seems like the lack of supervillains is a big bugbear, and oh, I can understand so that. Weird. I can it's understand so that. It's so weird. I've I, seen um, apologists online go, "Well, they're gonna come out in the online campaigns," and I'm like, "Not good enough." Ultimate Alliance adds like two supervillains in minimum per mission. In the first mission, you get. Of, of Ultimate Alliance, you get Winter Soldier, Radioactive Man. Yeah, and all of his green glory. Fin Fang Foom. Yeah. The Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. And who else? Can't Some remember, other I'm thinking, I'm thinking of number two, where you just flat out begin with Electro 10 minutes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Here's Electro. Oh, now you're going to fight a version of the Frightful Four, comprising of Wizard, Shocker, like others. Oh shit! Now you're fighting um, what's a face over over uh, on a thing above New York on a Latvian version of the Helicarrier, where she's going to use the villains as a power source. So you've got to fight four bosses and then her, and this is just the opening half hour, forty five minutes. Like it's just. I'm going to ge- tell you now, Chris. Yeah, I don't like this. No, twelve-ish hour campaign. About three hours of it are structured, catered missions that have clearly been designed, paced, and laid out for the purpose of telling the story of the campaign. So the rest of them are constantly regenerating, custom, uh, custom built, semi-custom built assets uh, turned into levels that you have to achieve very basic goals to to complete. So, um, what about that other mode? Does that save it? I've played uh, about three hours of online mode, and it is the regenerating missions, but more. 
but more. Mm. Um, no character, no development really. Um, the hub is still boring. Uh, I've not. Pl- I've yet to play. I'm, I might give it a go tonight while I'm rendering later. But like, there is. There's an option to play with other people online. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Oh, never out, do that. Communi- never do that. Based on the community, based on the communities I've seen so far, it's mostly a glitchy mess. Because you you can have, you can have up to four players at one time. You know that classic Avengers number, four, four players, yeah. um, and you can only play as one character. So like, if someone else picks Hulk, you can't pick Hulk. So you've got one of six characters to choose from at the moment, and uh, I've seen people spawning as multiple versions of the same character and then the game freaking out uh, i heard sure. about the loading glitch after you complete the story if you want to go back into the campaign to finish the side missions that are in the campaign um it, it loads forever infinite loading screen and you have to restart the game in the hopes that it'll work i've had sure. that four times since completing the campaign um sure i've had characters not speak sure uh but dialogues coming out of them somehow uh, Phil Sh- Phil uh, Sheldon's in it uh, from Marvels. Okay, the wonderful fucking like pristine. This if you're gonna buy one Marvel graphic novel in your lifetime, maybe buy this one. Yeah, um, graphic novel. He's in it. He's just a shitty, snarky uh, on the scene reporter for the Daily Bugle Network. Um, after an attack in New York, he was on the TV in the helicarrier talking about the attack on New York. Yet he was clearly in the Utah setting from earlier reports. Uh, hmm. I I came back at one point and my objective once I was on the helicarrier was to go talk to Bruce, which would kickstart like the next part of the story. And I'm walking up to him as Kamala and I can't talk to him. There's no option to interact with him. I'm like, what is going on? I'm looking around the ship and I bump into Kamala whilst playing as Kamala. I do a quick Google. You need to be Nat to start the mission. Right. Well, how do I change character? You can't just change character when you're playing can't in story mode. Just change character. Nope. The only option you have is before you go into a regenerating mission, you can select which of the then currently unlocked characters you can play as. But in the hub mm. world, until you go into multiplayer where there's a table where you can just select whoever you want to be from this table, this HUD, you can't change player. So I had to like completely close the game and then turn it back on, and then that didn't work. Read off from a checkpoint, and so that I would eventually be Nat, and I. Matt, it's so broken. It's so broken. Power sets, control schemes uh, of the six characters currently released. Kamala plays really well. She's a brawler with the uh, with ranged attack option because, of course, she can reach and stretch. She can embiggen. Um, she can embiggen. One of her powers is giving a super-powered high five, um, which can knock out three or four opponents in one go. But not knock them out because every robot is ridiculously difficult to kill. Every single one is really difficult to kill. Um... She can grow massive with her superpower, which does actually look quite cool uh, and feels quite cool for a limited time. Uh, Natasha is the highlight. Tasha's control scheme is brilliant. She they may have made a swift, the game she's with a swift her in brawler. mind and then worked everyone else out. Possibly. She feels like if, if Arkham Batman and Insomniac Spider-Man were combined into a control set, like with lesser gadgets, but like she feels like that. She's quick you can come up with decent combos you have a grapple hook which means you can get the fuck back and then pull yourself toward an enemy and kick him in the face a ranged weapon is twin handguns which can prove really useful when you've got um a swarm of enemies that are crowding around you uh thor's control scheme is fine some fun superpowers but they take too long to load um 
Cap's control scheme is fine. He's a brawler, but he relies way too much on shield, like, reactionary moves to power himself up. Oh, it's all parry. Um, all parry-based. Iron Man, Iron Man is like the Arkham Knight tank controls, but worse. Like, he's an unsmooth version. He makes you appreciate the Arkham Knight tank controls more after playing as Iron Man. He's he's terrible. Okay. He's fucking terrible. But worst of all, oh, oh, they did our boy dirty. The Incredible Hulk is dog shit to play as. He's utterly shit. He's weightless. He doesn't have any sort of mass to him as a feeling of a character. His health bar can be taken down in seconds. But but he's um, he's the Hulk. He's, he deals out as much damage as Kamala or Cap. But he um, he's the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Hulk. But he's... He's the Hulk. Yeah. 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 I, it doesn't I, help that... It also doesn't help that the majority of the voice cast are people you hear all the time in video games. It, it adds to the generic kind of... Uh, you miss the opportunity yeah, feeling that the this, game gives off. Um, cast. I mean, there's some great performances. Again, like Sandra Saad as... As as Kamala Khan, she's a relative newbie. She's started to appear in a lot more video games now, but she's um, she's she's really good. Laura Bailey as Black Widow, as Natasha Romanoff, mm. is really good. It's you know it is a very distinct superhero performance, different from say the likes of of like Catwoman and characters like that. From um, and so, uh, which one was she in Telltale? Wasn't it? She was Catwoman in the Telltale one. Yes. Um, you know, there's there's nice there's nice differences and nuances from her. The guy playing Thor's having fun. Nolan North makes for a fun Tony Stark, but his Tony Stark doesn't look like the voice that's coming out of it. No, and I don't I believe hold that, that to no. I don't hold that as Nolan North's fault, because Tony Stark in this, even after the five year time skip, looks young as fuck. Hmm. He, he should look. He should look like he's in his forties. It just doesn't quite work. Um, Troy Baker is both charming and boring as. Bruce Banner. Like, he plays Bruce Banner in a way I've not heard anyone play him before, which was refreshing. His social awkwardness is at the forefront of the character. Um, in a way that isn't... You know, it, it's endearing. It's not off-putting. Hmm. But as a result, they give him all of the monologues. And eventually, oh. Bruce Bruce becomes the Dumbledore of this motherfucker. He's just spouting oh, a truth. sure, sure, sure. So they made, um, the, they made the whole boring to play as, and they made Bruce Banner boring to listen to. Yeah. Cool. It's cool, 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 oh cool, 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 cool. Modok Modok's fun, but his motivation is pretty unclear. Monica's fun, but her motivation is pretty unclear. Um, Abomination's great for the brief time we see him. Not Russian though. I, I'll never understand why they never make him Russian. It pisses me off, but he's in it. Because the so Cold War's over, Chris. <laughs> his, his name's Emil Blonsky. Also, anyway. they didn't want to get abducted by the Russian government. Um, <laughs> oh uh, no, that only happens Taskmaster's to Russians. Fine. Uh, <laughs> Taskmaster's. Um, aim are so distinct looking in the comic books like they're mm. a sci- evil they're basically evil mad scientist the organization and their scientists and soldiers alike are all trained the same way and all mm-hmm. wear bright yellow jumpsuits with upside down bucket helmets with little visors in them they're like yeah they look like, like the mo- yeah they look like the monsters inc hazmat team yeah like evil, they're, they're, they're really distinct looking there are two aim soldiers out of the like 20 plus drone antagonist like brawl or whatever villains you yeah. can fight in this yeah. there's like two that have that design scheme and it's a dulled yellow and they're covered in that much military gear that you can barely see it and i'm like 
that's interesting because I'm sorry. You've taken the source. I'm sorry. Are you telling yeah. me that AIM are not beekeepers in this? No, there's like two beekeepers. All right, no I'm leaving the call right now. Oh god, he's taking his headphones off. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's getting his willy out. Oh, he's pissing on the mixer. Oh, good god. Oh, Matthew, you can't look. Oi, put your headphones on. Put your headphones on. You can't piss on the mixer just because it annoyed you. That's ridiculous. You've got to clean that everything. off now. I hate everything. Where oh, are my beekeepers? But that piss was more yellow than the uniforms you'll see in this. The robots are bland and uninteresting. Uh, you can get attacked from all sides and get a split-second warning, visual warning on the screen. You can be killed and not know what killed you because it was something off-screen. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. Yeah, okay. That seems, uh, that seems like it's br not broken at all. Hulk's power set is mostly reliant on dodging and blocking. Hulk's. Hulk's power set and your succession to increase your willpower slash rage meter in which to inflict your special moves relies on you dodging and counterpointing. Like, just not even counterattacking. Um, like, I'm sorry, roaring I'm, I'm at a moment. I'm finding this really moment. upsetting. It's shit. You're making man. me it's sad. Really bad. I'm sad. Uh, and the thing is, it's, it's developing. A Zack Snyder BVS-esque culture already online. There are people who are going, oh, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's definitely got flaws. And, and like, you know, oh God, oh, I hate it. Oh God, it was terrible. This really shit on any expectation I had. Oh my God, I'm disappointed to find out the vibe I was getting from the trailer actually carried into the game and they didn't surprise us. This is upsetting. And then you've got the people going, shut up, it's fucking brilliant. You wouldn't know a good video game if it fucked you in the ass. Um, I think that would probably is, be the mark of a quality video game, to be fair. Yeah, if it felt like it'd take me on a night on the town. Yeah, but, um, it, it, it looks after you. It's not Avengers' fault, really, that this game's fault. It's not this game's fault that I've played good video games before. Because it obviously yeah. didn't anticipate I ha that. I had, I had, um, <laughs> I, I was listening to, uh, Waypoint Radio, the, the podcast that, from Vice's gaming uh, vertical. Yes. Um, uh, Austin Walker was talking on that about how playing the beta for Avengers kind of made him less excited for other video games because it was so <laughs> yeah. it was so nakedly a mechanical loop mm. that it oh just, yeah it's it's it, 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 so like stripped away of like despite its branded uh, dressing it was so blatantly a mechanical loop of do generic mission to get things to do more generic missions with of a higher level. Oh yeah, the, 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 <laughs> these these super powered high tech it, superheroes spend the missions getting loot. Yeah, you you, I, it, you it, stop mid boss fight to press the middle button to filter playing, through the things you found so you playing, can make um, room for them and add them to your player thing, and they only increase your strength like a little bit. There's a little bit here. Playing Change Marvel's that, The Avengers made him. Less like significantly less excited for Gotham Knights. Yeah, I can because I can, of the because I can vibe that. of, I can vibe of that. the of the fear that it's just going that's just going to be the same thing. Well, it seems like my fear now is that studios seem to take the wrong lessons away from something. The reason why this game started touting itself as Marvel's Avengers since last summer 
the reason why um, they're big, putting a big emphasis on. Oh, I, I, it's going to be amazing. The reason I, why I don't think really... I don't think the Marvel's Avengers thing is Square Enix. That'll be a Marvel branding requirement. Oh, true, true. That's, but, that's uh, not a choice that they've no, made. That's no. just what they have to do. No, I agree, but. The fact that if you put this on a shelf, see that spine, if you put that on a shelf yeah. next to Insomniac Spider-Man, it looks like they're part of the same series. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's, like, I don't, that's the same. not no, no, I know, I know what you mean. That's it's, it's Marvel thing saying this, this is, you, you use now license you have to have this as part of the logo. That's but not, the that's that, not a, the that's fact not that a this co- Oh, no, no, I, I know. But the fact that this copy came with a sticker on the front that took ages to peel off, so it's obviously been on there for months, um, oh. uh, talking about uh, Spider-Man coming to PS4, Oh yeah, this yeah. Game. Uh, I just I get the feeling that they're like people loved that game. We really need to overplay the fact that this is a story because what people loved about that game was the fact that it was a complete well that- one single player narrative, and it was a big emotional. Th- I mean, the finale of this when you're fighting the Kree Sentry, it's Kamala spouting what she's learned, really well delivered, but like spouting what she's learned over a QTE event where she beats the shit out of the villain once and for all mm. on a rainy night by the side of giant skyscrapers. Mm. It's like, that's that the familiar. last five minutes of Spidey PS4. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly um, the same. Would you say that uh, this is a game that ends where it should have started? What? At the pitch meeting? No, in terms of like the story, the storyline, the campaign sort of wraps yeah. up where it should oh, be yeah. starting. Yeah, like, I would much rather I would much rather the story be uh the Avengers are coming to the aid of some inhumans who are being hunted down by a shady organization. It's not even that it just and, sounds and they're like, like let's t- let's take you on board Kamala, we need to protect you. She learns about them, we learn about them a little bit more, this that and the other and by the end of it she's earned a place alongside them because she's helped them crack the case. Like it, that to me would be more fun than the getting the band back together narrative that the game delivers. It, it just yeah, it just seems like what you're describing is act 1 of the game. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, it's yeah, uh, and the thing yeah. I I still I still went ahead with my pre-order because I wanted to play the story. I wanted to be proven wrong. I didn't I didn't put my hopes in the clouds, which is why I'm so mad because I didn't think I could I could think any less of it than I was expecting to. Mm. I, I'm I'm so shocked by how much they fucked this up. And that's not even to start on, you know, the looter, the looter economy, um, the fact that in the game, and I've put a few examples of these on my Twitch as clips, characters at the stores, stores for power-ups, um, unit tweakers, and cosmetics, uh, which cost a lot, and you have to grind a lot to be able to afford them in-game. Of course you do. Um, like, a, like an insane amount. Um uh, these characters guilt trip you into spending. There's a oh, robot. Fuck there's off. a robot called Roy in the Ant Hill, a secret base of Hank Pym's in the middle of the uh, of the desert where a bunch of inhumans are hiding out. Nah, because um, Hank Pym's in this, dressed as Star Lord for some reason. Like it, they, it's like they've gone. What does Hank Pym look like? Uh, what that thing Chris Pratt was wearing. Just put him in that. Like it's 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 the same costume. It's really weird, and it's Hank Pym. Boo. Um, so strange. But uh, there's a robot called Roy who's got no legs because the legs weren't a necessity when he was being built because he works in the store to help you craft gear. And you go up to him, you talk to him, and Kamala's like, oh, this is really cool because it's the first robot she's ever spoken to that hasn't tried to kill her. And it's a cute little moment between her and this character. 
you know, you, you, in a moment, within a moment of them talking, you're like, oh, this is kind of, he's got a kind of cute rapport going on with this robot drone who's, who's here to make her stuff. And then she's like, oh, that, that must be really cool. And it's like, I have no concept of, of whether or not something is positive or negative. I have no emotional receptors. She's like, oh, okay, that's kind of sad. He's like, no, I do experience some joy recesses. I experience joy when you purchase wares from my stall. She's like, uh. oh, so buying makes you happy. And he goes, indeed. She's like, right. So it's like, so the game's telling you buy to make the mm. lovely robot happy. There was one other vendor, a scientist at the Ant Hill, who I spoke to her, realized I didn't really need any of the shit she was peddling to me because, like, what was the point? And I walked away. And as I walked away, she went, oh, okay, bye. Mm. So, you know, come back here. What's wrong with you? Kind no. of mentality. I don't like this. And these things are things that you can either buy through stuff you grind for days on end to get and spend, or through units of currency that you can purchase from the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Marketplace. <laughs> these interactions, might I remind you, were in the campaign, not the multiplayer. I don't like this. I don't textures like this. Po textures pop frequently, especially like in the cutscenes, which I realised aren't cutscenes. They're cameras in game. I don't like this. No, no cutscene bar two was a pre-rendered cutscene, so they all looked good because the game, like the surfaces of it all, like when they're working, and when they're not lagging dreadfully, which happens a lot during fights. Mm. All the surfaces and textures, uh, and lighting looks real good. But when the textures on Monica Rappuccini's smock keep going to low res during cutscenes, when you're having an emotional wrap up at the end where they're all thanking Kamala for what she did to save the day, and the war table behind you's logo is shining through Tony Stark because you're not in a pre rendered cutscene, it's pretty irritating, Matt. It's just. It sounds irritating. It sounds irritating. I go it into sounds... depth on this simply because if anyone's listening to this and is undecided on whether or not to pick up Square Enix's Marvel's Crystal Dynamics's Avengers 2020, if you're undecided, let me decide for you. Avoid it like the fucking plague. It's mm. awful. I have had more enjoyment in the last day playing the multiplayer the way I do, say, dropping into games of COD or Overwatch or Fortnite, where I'm watching a documentary or listening to a podcast on one screen... And I'm just farting around playing this, like, capture the flag stuff on the other screen. That's the only enjoyment I've got out of it, meaning I already play games where I get the same kick from what I'm getting from this. Um, in future episodes, if people are curious, I'll let them know what the upcoming characters are like, because I will give them a sample as they come out for the for the maps. Yeah. Uh, would you Kate Bishop at the end of this month? Would you Clint Barton next month? Which is weird for your first two months to be two versions of the same superhero. Um, yeah, T'Challa like, has been confirmed, and Spidey's out next it. year. Yeah, I wish I'd saved the forty nine ninety nine toward uh, an inevitable like third or uh, uh, sixths or or seventh uh, of the savings toward a PS five instead. Miles Morales cannot get here quick enough. Um, avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And as a result, I'm going back on my Twitch channel this weekend for story plays. I'm going back to Injustice 2 because I'm like, this is just a beat em up and it has mm. a 20 times more satisfying campaign with beautiful animation 
scary photorealistic in, uh, expressions and and, and yeah, um, oh, the animation like, in that uh, facial it, designs in that game is so good. It's gorgeous. So I'm going back to that, even though it, again, I've gone back to Injustice Two ever since because it just regenerates multiverse tournaments for you to play and, and yep. this and the other. But the character interactions in this beat 'em up are way more satisfying than Iron Man quipping the same four lines again and again in another desert where you're fighting more robots for a box with a fucking trinket in it. Avoid it like the plague. Do you know what else you yeah. should avoid, Matt? Um, checking your inbox. No, I'm checking my inbox right now. Too oh, late. damn it. Damn uh, we, it. Should avoid, we should avoid ever talking about... Uh, um, about Square Enix's Marvel's Square Enix's Crystal Dynamics' Marvel's Avengers' Avengers. Avengers. Starring uh, Spider-Man. Um, the Avengers. So, only on PS4. In, in- in conclusion, Your Honor, someone give Sandra Sard's version of um, Kamala Khan uh, a spin-off animated series or something so that the character and her work does not disappear because she's great. So... A needle-pulling thread. We've got an email from our, uh, our weekly Doctor Who correspondent, Sam. I Although refuse. he did promise Batman 66 this week. He did. But he's not delivered. Oh! <gasps> To, to Deception. Use, to use their own words. Disgrace. So Evil as plain as the scar. Oh, I'm so sorry, God. <laughs> so it's not Batman because war games, baby. <laughs> Episodes one to five, anyway. Episode oh, one. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is uh, these are these are very, very quick fire. They're not even reviews of the episodes, they're just sort of things that happen in the episodes. <laughs> Episode okay. Episode 1, Trench Warfare. Episode 2, Escape and Jamie. Episode 3, Tests of Morale. <laughs> Episode 4, Escape and Recapture. Episode 5, Pat, I don't want you to go. So long live the king. Goodbye from Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Th- thanks especially uh, for the gif of, um, of, of Pat and uh, um, Wendy Padbury trying on the glasses. The, the <laughs> yes! Weird, oh, I can picture uh, it well. The weird glasses, the weird warlord's glasses. Um... Then we got another. We got another um, a message from uh, Dan the Kneecap Man, saying, <gasps> "Dan, uh, Dan the Kneecap Man with his magic knees and his magic van." And this one's titled "Underdog Games and Other Underdogos." <laughs> Underdogos. <laughs> Hello again, boys. It is, I, it is I, Dan the Kneecap Man, once more. Whilst not fully able to embrace my kneecap powers due to the ravages of an apparent rather hard 22 years of this planet, I have been able to embrace other people's powers <laughs> via a video game. The first that you no. may gather from my use of the slogan is Marvel's Avengers, a game I've been very back and forth on. Currently, I have played the beta, whilst, which whilst flawed I enjoyed, and I'm now very much enjoying the actual game. I was sorry to hear you you didn't get the same enjoyment, Chris. How is the full game treating you? Well, I think we've covered that in in depth. Uh, The main issues I have are the lack of local corp and the sheer hassle for cosmetics. Uh, Yeah. Also, the the costumes are shit. There's like two or three distinct ones that are actually based on something, and then the rest are like Marvel v. Capcom style. Oh, you see that one of the Hulk in his... Yeah, the Hulk in his torn shirt. Now the shirt's a different colour. New costume. Like, yeah. N- no. Well, no, it's not. Uh, Dan goes on to say that I need Mister Fixing and the illustrious armor. Damn it. Um, yeah, the, the the Joe Fix It costume's fine. It's just a shame they do it six times with a different tie. Basically. Uh, the second is another look down on game, which I am so far also enjoying. Arkham Knight. 
Chases with the Batmobile can be thrilling, even if uncharacteristically lethal, no matter what electric effect <laughs> they try to use, and it looks gorgeous. However, I'm finding the Batmobile a little too rammed down my throat now, and I hate the bloody mm. irritating Riddler racetracks. Which brings me to the rounding off question. What games, or indeed films, shows, Doctor Who stories, etc., that I look down on are you two particularly fond of? Uh, David Lynch's June. Uh, thanks for the constant quality content as always. Apologies for the beefy email. Eh, not beefy. Don't worry about it. I shall email again beef. soon. Yeah, I also love beef. We shall email again soon with my thoughts on my socially conscious and carefully precautioned trips to see Tenet. Did you know it was delayed? And new, 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 new <laughs> mutants. Farewell, my dears. Um... Yeah, thanks, Dan, I've been, Dan, I've been talking about man. maybe. As we just, I was speaking about maybe going back to the cinema. Um, mm. Possibly there is one near us, which is all single seat recliners, um, and I might feel comfortable enough with the spacing in a in in a in a place like that to go back. But it's something that we're toying with the idea of. Um, Take a straw. Yeah. And keep your mask on. Yeah. Loose, but keep it on. You know. I, uh, right, here's the thing. So last couple of days, I started my new job recently. I'm working in a warehouse lugging things for 10 hours. I am knackered. I'm exhausted. I'm breathless, sweating like a pig. I keep my fucking mask on. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to wear it, really it over isn't. your fucking nose. So any of you out there who are not wearing your mask properly, got no excuses. You're just a cunt. I, I would imagine that, that doesn't really it. cover any of our audience because I don't <laughs> think any of you are uh, cunts, but uh, don't prove me wrong. Um, I I saw a great tweet this week. I can't remember who retweeted it now, but it was it was basically along the lines of, look, we might be proven wrong. Five years down the line, they might reveal that the masks did fuck all. But if they are doing something for us, if they are protecting people, mm. don't you think it's worth still wearing them? Yeah. Of course it is try and argue out of that and the thing is there will be people who still try and argue out of that they're wrong but but i would rather i would rather take the this might save people method than not and find out later that it could have like what the fuck there's there's always a cunt chris somewhere uh so (laughs) underdog underdog things that um yeah i have a lot of underdog movies um Things that people don't like so much that I really, really love, like Batman Turns, um, uh, <laughs> and other bits yeah. and pieces. I but mean, like you nothing. Are, you, are, you are wrong on that one. No, that's fine. On that one. That's but this. I, I honestly can't think of because this, the things that I like that people don't. I'm very conscious that they're not like they're not good. Like you know, you know me. I love the I love the eighties Transformers cartoon. I'm under no illusions that it's good. Like it's bad. It's painfully bad in places. Well, most places actually. Um, Not to be confused <laughs> with the 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 eighties Transformers movie, which is pretty which is, legit. Uh, I mean, it's also bad in terms of like this is a bad film, but it's but it's an excellent toy commercial. It's but it's all, but you know it's it's bad in that eighties bad as in like when bad meant good um but like i wanted no illusions that these things are good i just really <laughs> really like them like i know they're bad like i i, I think that's what pe- people get so hung up on quality and their opinion being the same thing that's just why you people get oh, so yeah. defensive about things that they love yeah, you, could, you, you, you can, can like something, something that is not that- good 
you can you can subjectively enjoy something that is objectively garbage. Yeah. And that's and that's fine. Like it's completely fine to do so. Like as Batman very hurting anyone, go for it. Um I I I mean I know what mine is off the bat, like that I I adore it. I don't think other people should, but I still love it. Um and that's the 2003 movie Daredevil. It's garbage. I can understand that cut, though. The director's cut is much better, but still like at most a three star time it's, of the movie. Especially if it comes out in like a particularly like there's always going to be things that come out at a certain time in your life that you're gonna have a soft spot for. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. and I think I think what 2003 that was probably right in the sweet spot for you. Oh, I was twelve. I just started re- collecting the UK reprints, uh, Mighty World of Marvel. So I was reading a lot of Daredevil at that point. Yeah, um, fair, fair. I, I like new metal and and the bands that were coming out around that time were my mm-hmm. absolute fucking jam, and that soundtrack is full of them. Yeah, um, as are the first two Spider-Man movie soundtracks. Yeah, there's a bit more. There's a bit more moody though. There's a bit it's, more, I mean, it's moody. a bit more of a range, but there's there's some fucking Should, bangers on me, those. I I still stand by the soundtrack as an absolute fucking bop. Let me. Oh, um, here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Uh, Daredevil soundtrack. Where are you, my boy? Here we go. So, this is the band list on Daredevil, the 2003... Daredevil, the album. Oh. Um, yeah, when it, when it was... They didn't do the score. They did the album. album Maybe three yeah. of the songs were in the film. Maybe yeah. over oh, the yeah. credits, if you were lucky. <laughs> Fuel. With Won't Back Down, which is a fucking... is great. The Calling. Saliva. Oh. Seether. Nickelback. Eh. Um, yeah, Nickelback were everywhere. I loved him at that point. I loved him at that point. To be fair, though, I mean, uh, I, they'd probably qualify as an underdog band for some people. Like, I know, I know some people who really, really like, like, unironically like Nickelback, and I'm just like, mm. it's not like I hate them. It's just that they're so middle of the road, you, mediocre. You're meant to outgrow them. You're meant to outgrow them. Yeah, eventually. they're so middle of the road, but because they were successful for a little bit and had a couple of like successful tunes, people think that's this is the pinnacle of rock music. And it's not. Yeah. It's very middle of the it's road. Really boilerplate stuff. Um, shoot, what else? Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. So, uh, Drowning Pool Feet Rob Zombie. Whoa. Uh, na- Nappy Roots Feet Marcus Curiel from P.O.D. Whoa. Um, Moby. Uh, Moby, two, Moby, two Evanescence Moby, tracks. Moby, Michael Stipe. Moby, two Moby, Evanescence tracks. Their first Moby. singles, "Bring Me to Life" and "My Immortal." Um, "Bring Me to Life" on this album, credited as Evanescence, feet Paul McCoy of Twelve Stones. Um, yeah, yeah he everyone does, else he does, it was just Evanescence. He does the <laughs> yeah, everyone else, everyone else that that yeah. song's always just credited as Evanescence. So at least he got his credit publicly, properly on the Daredevil the album album. Yes, um, Chevelle Huberstank. Um, oh, Huberstank. Palo Alto, Revis, Body Sets Fire, Autopilot Off, Graham Revel, uh, and Mike Inzaga. That's a that's a bit of score, that actually. Um Finger Eleven, Endo, and then Twelve Stones. Um Fuck. It is it if you put this album on, you it takes you back to the early two thousands of the uh, I mean I can smell this music. I can smell this. This music feels like it would have a sticky floor. Um, 
Missing though, significant like miss miss significantly missing track on the album is arguably the best fucking track in the movie, which is Lap Dance by Nerd. Which which kicks in on the reveal of Kingpin. That first shot of Michael Clark Duncan stood in that window, it pans yeah, well, up the skyscraper, and he's just there with a massive fucking Cuban cigar. That's the thing. Diamond studded cane. You know, like that, that do 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 do. It's like, oh yes, here we go. The, the thing um, is, though, not on the soundtrack. The the, <laughs> the songs on the out al- on the album of the film, yeah, have to not actually be in the film. <laughs> bar a couple, bar the single, pretty much. It's like the single's got to be on there, and then everything else is fair game, Sonny Jim. Unless it's something like Scott Pilgrim, which is half the al- songs on that album are songs that were written for the film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and we are sex bomb. <laughs> all of them feature on in the film quite heavily, so l- listening to the album is like watching the film again in snippets. Because yeah. that, that the, because music is used so brilliantly in that film that you listen to Do the album remember- and go, "Oh, it's that bit. Oh, it's this bit." Do you remember when soundtracks as a rule had uh vocal clips from the film between songs? Pulp fiction. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of the last I don't know, time that happened. I don't know if they, if they all did that. I think the, the only one of those that really stands out is Pulp Fiction. I can't think of any others off the top of my head that did that. Uh, Kick-Ass has got it. Which uh, is weird when I which is weird when I go into my shuffle um, and, and suddenly you just hear... Um, what is it? How will I get a hold of you? We have a light. There's a phone at the mayor's office. There's a light. We shine in the sky. It's in the shape of a giant cock. Like, just before a track begins, you're like, what Good. the fuck was that? The fuck was that? I, I honestly, sorry, I, yeah, it's not no, a Sorry, grandmother. <laughs> it's not a trend sorry, I miss. Sorry, mother. Yeah, uh, fair, fair. I mean, you're wrong, but fair. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Ah, that's true. And you're also oh. done for the week. Oh, <laughs> just like this okay. show. Um, thanks for listening, folks. This is This has been... The Big Damn Cast, episode 220. Jesus, I know. 220. We're, we're um, in, in 200 more episodes, we can finally record the Big Dank Cast. Uh, 200 episodes to go, where we will get incredibly intoxicated on marijuana and um, and then like, end the show. <laughs> that's four years away. Is it? Bit over four years, yeah. Bit over four years, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. But, um, but, but, we'll do it. So, if you want us to get to that point, guys, you have to fuel the habit by supporting the show any way you can in these dark times. Very much appreciated. Yeah. We've got storage space to cover, and we'd like a budget to spend when we're able to film together as well in the near yeah, future, fingers nice. crossed. So, patreon.com slash bigdamncast if you can throw a few shekels our way as a reward you'll get access to that content as it releases before the rest of the world and you can also join the discord where we spread news and talk shit during the week is there a new story we didn't cover that you'd like us to we're probably talking about it on there not only that you can watch live streams throughout the week on twitch.tv slash bigdamnstream Matthew is usually on Monday and Friday night but you know let's see how his let's see how his thighs and his calves do this week oh no I'll be be there Monday and Friday don't worry (laughs) Uh, with me popping on occasionally playing random shit do you want me to tackle Avengers on stream, play some online multiplayer so you can watch me scream and cry? I'll happily do it for you lot. I want you to physically you be- tackle the box of the game on stream. I, I'll, pun- I'll punch it now. 
There we ah. go. Um, worth it. In fact, I'll take the box. Here we go. Take the box for injustice and use that to punch the Avengers. There we go. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Well deserved. Thanks, evil Superman. Um, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Big Damn Cast. You can see all of our wares on YouTube at the Big Damn Channel. And there's probably one I'm missing. Oh, that's it. The email. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, send things to us, you swines. It would yes, be nice do, to talk. Uh, but until then, I'll leave you with these wise words from a man who is definitely not remotely exhausted and definitely hasn't been working a really hard day since stupid o'clock this morning. Go, Matt! But listen, these things are 16 and a half inches long. Why can't you go on the show? What? And on that note, what is this? What is this? Goodbye. <laughs>